We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a Weather Ready Nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello, and welcome back to the Stormdart Weather Podcast. This is episode 113. I'm Rando. I'm Corey. And I'm Shara. And we are quarantined yet again. Uh, but we're we're going all high-tech this time, because uh, we're actually FaceTiming so we can see each other, because it's much much better if we can actually see each other. Yeah, it does help. Yeah. And but then, we are literally quarantined, because we're in a closet. <laughs> It's it's funny. It's the quietest place in the we in have our five house. Kids, so you know. Plus all the all the clothes act as a sound you know dampening. Oh, so it's yeah. actually a soundproof sound room. Yeah, and Corey's actually you're recording you and Shara locally, so we'll be able to fly that in with my magic uh, audio editing skills and everything. But uh, and in a perfect world, this is going to work. Uh, yeah, at least for a while until we get I think this. It'll work. Yeah, I mean, but eventually when everything, when the curve flattens and everything gets back normal, then you guys would come over and see my new podcast studio, my AV studio, which is pretty wild. Yeah, uh, and we have we have guests that are looking forward to actually being in the studio with us. Yes, so. I'm so excited. Now, Rando, I heard a rumor that the Stormdar Media Center now is home to one of, if not the largest, green wall... In the Ozarks. I think so. I think you actually told me that. I had no idea. Um, oh, I'm positive. Did you actually do a poll to make sure that you have the largest? Well, I've seen the wall. others, and they're not near as big. I, I mean, know somebody didn't have one in their garage. Well, I don't, but well, I'm don't. talking about, you know, people with over 10,000 followers. Oh, and okay. media, Springfield Media. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, 15 feet wide by 7 feet tall. So it's huge. And uh, it, at first, because I was painting it, because I thought, you know, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna paint this all by myself. It's, it's gonna be my project. And I did the kills coat on the wall, and then I did the first coat of the green paint. And I thought, oh, this is not gonna work. Then I talked to my my buddy Marty, who lives up the street, and he said, oh no, no, no don't worry about the first coat. That's just the first coat. He said the second coat, you'll see it, and it'll be like, oh, okay, it's starting to come together, and it did. And then the third coat was just. It's perfect, and I've got so many compliments because Marilyn and Joy, uh, the my friends who I work together with on uh, other projects, come over and did a huge uh, seminar with the green screen, and the people on the other end who are video people said, now that's what a green screen is supposed to look like, and I'm like, yes, <laughs> I did something right. <laughs> well, You're going to have to take a picture to show... Just the people on the podcast, so they know what the heck you're talking about. Oh, that's that's true. That's true. Yeah, you know, you know what? We ought to make this a big Show deal. Show off Corey. your green wall. Yes. Well, I want, but see, once this uh, slows down, I got to get the podcast table here. It's actually about seventy percent put together so far. Uh, it's sitting over at the Hughes Theater. I mean, we are still Branson's still in quarantine and lockdown. Nothing's open, so uh, it's over at the theater and waiting. 
you know, so if we get released, I can go back over there. We can put it together and then bring it over here, and then it'll be my full studio. And then Corey needs to come over and document it like a news guy. And Shara, you can be the Vanna White. You can stand say, there and look pretty. Yeah, <laughs> you, yeah, you could be the eye candy for everything. <laughs> mm, I don't know well, about that. Yeah, the, but yeah, everybody's quarantined. I'm, I'm actually fine. Um, I. My throat has been hurting. Uh, I don't have COVID. I'm not sick or anything, but my left tonsil was just crazy hurting yesterday and it's really hurting today. So I did my first virtual doctor's appointment. I thought, oh, okay. And turned out he said, oh, you got acute tonsillitis. And he said, it's all classic. Well, blah, blah. it's not on the right side. Everything on the right side is fine. And I don't have a fever. I don't have a cough. So I know I don't have the, have the crud. So I just had you give me some penicillin, so I just ha- kind of have to take it easy. But uh, I'd rather have that than the COVID nineteen. I mean, right? I think the good news is in in uh, New York. I think um, the the curve is starting to flat flatten out. I think it's cur- it's starting to flatten. I mean, it's going to peak in other places in the middle of the country because we're the last to get it, of course. But I'm hoping we can get back to. I'm going to put this in air quotes. Normal. Uh, soon man this is i just... sure hope so it's weird the things i get excited about now i drove by walmart today and they actually had two entrances open you know that oh, was exciting no kidding <laughs> <laughs> yeah they actually made an entrance on both sides and they have ropes laid out on both sides where you can go in the in and out the out again oh, that, now i haven't been in there since they've done that so basically that i think i read somewhere all the aisles have little uh arrows and stuff so you can only go one direction or, I mean, they didn't the other day. They weren't doing that yet here. Um, they have one just, at, the, at the front of the store. The they have tape to tell you how far apart to stay. And they oh. are limiting. Um, Corey and I had to cheat the system and pretend we weren't together because they were limiting one person per family. So, like, couples wow. that were in line together, they made one of them leave and go to the car. And only one was allowed in. Wow. So, Corey and I split up. <laughs> well, you, you have to. I mean. I don't know her. We don't get a cart. We carry our stuff so we don't have to put it in a cart. And there's no way I could get everything by myself. So Oh, so you have to have Corey. <laughs> yeah, we pretended we weren't together. We split up, went and got everything we needed, and then met back up at the front. Well, I, I tell you, it definitely was warm enough today to go there. And uh, Did you go in the afternoon? Was that today? I just drove by. I didn't go in. Oh, didn't I go just in. went okay. for a drive today. Yeah. She has to get out of the house. She, she gets uh, a little... Cabin fever, especially. I'm used to working full time, taking care of a family of seven. I'm used to running nonstop. Yeah, that's and right. And now I've come to a screeching halt. So yeah, plus de- she's locked in twenty four seven with with me. So oh right. gosh, so you really Have want to escape? On me. <laughs> so I mean, even it sounds crazy, but a five minute drive is just enough. Well, I did blare the- my music and roll the windows <laughs> down. Well, I did the five-minute drive to the pharmacy and back. Of course, went through the drive-thru. You know, they were everybody was cool about it. So, yeah. And I, I got some hamburger. I've got enough stuff. I think I'm going to be fine for at least another week. And I've got my disc golf basket. It's going to be nice tomorrow. And the guys came to mow my lawn. I was really afraid that they, you know, they weren't going to be considered an essential service. So it's like, okay, I've got tall grass, but I don't want to get out there. You know, and but they're working outdoors. I mean, they're not really breathing on anybody. Or right, yeah. I can't imagine why that would have to shut. Well, down. and it would be. And farmers are essential. You know, outdoor people. So anyway, I'm all happy. I'm here. I'm going to bake bread. I've got food. I've got a podcast studio. I'm just good. just good. So so Rando, did you hear this about uh, COVID nineteen 
could be affecting weather forecasts? You know, I saw an article about it. I did not read it. Now, what what did you find out? Well, the, the gist is that it's affecting uh, ground observations, people who are there to check, you know, current observations, which feeds the models. They're not coming in because there's nobody there to check them. Evidently, that's not essential. Oh. So but the models... Think just in case there's severe weather, that would be essential. Yeah. Well, it depends on who you talk to. I mean, to Corey and me, yes, it's essential because it's, it's you're protecting life and property because you got to have that information. But that's really interesting. You're right, Corey, because those models rely on the data that comes into it to that feed into put it. In there. Yeah, right. And if they don't have it, wow. Now, most of them, you know, you know, the day of or whatever, they they, they throw up the weather balloons and they can tell that way. Uh, but but. Smaller airports and places that aren't as computerized, like like the Springfield Airport, it's all on computer or whatever. Oh, probably yeah. Branson too. But there's tons of other uh, recording stations that they record the current observations. That that it, it probably takes an actual person. Oh yeah, I even saw Mike uh, Griffin, our meteorologist friend, Mike. He's on a work from home. He showed he's got all of his computers and his weather stuff set up. At now that his, would be cool. Oh, I know, and I even I even uh, uh, messaged him messaged him on Facebook, and I said, you know, I, you have all the coolest toys. <laughs> you know, wouldn't it be fun just to sit home and have access to all of the National Weather Service? My gosh, that would be fun. I'd never leave. Yeah. Now, well, does he have a bookshelf radar like me and Sarah? Say, Corey's just Come pretty on. excited about his bookshelf I, radar. You know. I did not see a bookshelf radar at those storms are not going to sneak up on us anymore. No, oh no, especially at night because my living room is lit up more when it rains because you know it's a blank dark screen on radar scope. But when you get all a bunch of red and yellow, it kind of lights up the room. A oh, that's bit. cool. Now, now what is it? Twenty-one <laughs> inch or twenty-seven? No, it's tiny. I don't. It's 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 a small one. Like it's like a thirteen or oh. yeah, thirteen or fifteen. It fits on the bookshelf just fine, but. You know, it's 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 very noticeable. It's it's gonna you're gonna be able to see it no matter where you're at, sitting in the living room. Well, eventually, I'm gonna come over there because I have a feeling. Cool. Yeah, I'm you know when everything slows down and stuff and calms down with the COVID nineteen, I'm gonna come over there. We need to do some storm dark weather fun stuff at the pool. Right. I mean, when the pool gets back open. (laughs) When they actually open the pool. We sure will. Yeah. Well, you know, it's warm enough. We are way above normal. These past few days have been just incredibly above normal. Today. It was hot today. Yeah. I thought it was just nice, but it was hot. Well, our weather station recorded, uh, was it 85.8? I just made a post right before we started the podcast. 85.8 degrees. Our normal is mid-60s. That's 20 degrees above normal. I mean... And tomorrow is going to be even warmer, I bet. Yeah. I we had to turn the air on today. Oh, I... And that I, takes a lot for me to turn the air on. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, the, yeah, that's true. And I don't want to open up the windows because now that the temperature gets up to the upper 70s to low 80s, then the wasps, I see them start flying around. And I am not a wasp person. I'm not an insect I'm person. I'm not a wasp person. No. I just want to keep those doors We started closed. seeing the wasps. We started seeing the wasps over here about the week that it got, you know... That that ninety one point four or whatever yeah, yeah. a couple of weeks ago, we saw some wasps. We're not a fan of wasps either. 
No, and the red ones, because my mother got attacked by a, a group of red ones one time. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's... I stepped on a red one. Oh, I hear they're they... pretty aggressive. Yeah. My foot was on fire for a good hour. Oh, my gosh. No. No, that's why. You know, and scorpions, no scorpions. You know, spiders are cool if I don't see them, because if I see them and they're in the house, they're gone. Oh, they're going to die. How's, how's Grayson's spider, by the way? We had a uh, spider, you know, spider funeral. funeral a week or so ago. Oh, well. She was old. Oh, he, really? I don't know how he knows, but he knows that she was old. and She was ready to go. Like, she didn't oh. play and do anything anymore. She sat in a corner and didn't want to be bothered. He couldn't get her to do tricks. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. This, that's just funny to me. <laughs> but but he'll get a new one as soon he'll as it warms up. He'll find a new one, yeah. Oh, okay. Ooh. He just finds them outside, so. Gosh. Well, don't bring them over here, because I've got a, several cans of Raid that uh, I will. Uh, yeah. I've told him, like, because he'll get it out and play with it. And I'm like, dude, if that thing gets away, if I ever see a spider in the house, I'm not going to get down and determine if it's your spider. <laughs> it will be dead. It will be it gone. It will be <laughs> smashed on the bottom of my shoe. Yeah. I mean, because if it's a brown recluse, that's the last thing you need your little kids, your little babies to get bitten by a brown recluse. That that would be bad. Oh, gosh. Well, but we're going to have a cool down. Okay. Today, the day two Storm Door Weather, not Storm Door Weather, uh, Storm Prediction Center outlook, this afternoon expanded that slight risk over to Highway 65. So now we are now magically in a slight risk for severe weather tomorrow. What's your thoughts on that? Well, you know, yesterday we noticed how big the area was. It was a huge slide area. Remember that? Oh, yeah. So I wasn't expecting us to be in a slide this morning when I woke up. Was it early this morning or did they do it at noon? Or twelve thirty. It, it was the afternoon one. It was noon the mid- is early in the morning dust right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, the midday one. Yes, I didn't even know it until you had mentioned that they 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 moved the slide further to the you know west and and I still didn't know it until I looked at it. I go wait wait we're in it now. So yeah. I was expecting us to be more in the marginal area. Yeah, and it looks like to me it could kind of develop in this area and move strengthen as it goes to the east. That's what I'm thinking. I uh, right now I'm not really sold on severe weather for Branson, or, you know, and or Tain, you know, in this area, because um, most of the models have uh, stuff developing kind of over us. Like you're saying, it was more of an initi- initi- initiating over us and then moving into a hostile environment, which is the, the, the meat of that slight risk, which is way over uh, South Central Missouri, Southeast Missouri. That's where I think it's going it, it's to happen. You know, and even, even the KY3 model that they show, I, I wish they'd say what model it is, because they always say, well, this model says, like, tell me what model you're looking at. Well, they also have an in-house model that we don't have that's, that's ran by the company where they get their data from. I think it's WS. Well, it used to be WSI. Now it's the weather company or something like that. Oh, okay. They have their own model. So KY3, you'll, you'll sometimes hear them uh, refer, like on their Facebook Lives, to their in-house model. And that's what that is. Okay. But, okay. but, but they do use the GFS a lot. You know, they have whatever model they want to bring up on their oh, know, yeah. weather computer. but. But uh, sometimes they do their in-house model. Well, and I know they use the NAM because I've actually, you know, saw the resolution on the NAM, then gone back and cross-referenced right. it, and it w- it was you know pretty much exactly. And and speaking of that, the NAM, 
uh, and uh, the, the short-term models, you know, like I said, are, are kind of developing that over us and then moving on. So I'm going to see what they say. What is it? 1230? Is that when tonight? That's when they do? Or tonight, 1 a.m. 1 a.m. Both of them? Depends on if they're, you know, in a good mood and posted early or not. <laughs> Sometimes, Sometimes they do. They do. <laughs> Yeah, uh, well, I'm probably not going to be up for that. I mean, doctor says rest. I'm probably going to sleep. We'll see all night long. But I might be. Who knows? Uh, but but tomorrow morning they'll do the the, the second update at, at eight o'clock. So by the time I right. get up, we'll see the second update. But uh, anyway, people are asking for timing. Um, the the AFD uh, area forecast discussion I was reading. They said, well, the the front is actually going to move through tomorrow late afternoon. Later in the afternoon. So my to me, that would probably mean like four or five. And then right behind it, there's going to be that initiation of showers and thunderstorms. So, I mean, right now, I'm going to have to see some more recent data before I get excited about anything. Because I, you know. What I have, the, the, the latest data I saw was after 7 p.m. till 10 till midnight in that area. Okay. Depending that, on how fast it moves much later evening yeah yeah because i've seen a couple of things i mean i think the national weather service uh forecast grid says before 1 a.m well they don't say when it's going to start they just say right. before one which is a, a a cheap way to do it you know we could say that too but our but our listeners want to know what time well, it doesn't look like an overnight event which no. is good no 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 but i don't like those overnight storms well, Not that we all have to get up early and go to work the next day. Well, no, I just don't like them overnight. You can't see them and follow them. And... Well, yeah, but we're not out chasing them anyway. But, yeah. you know, anytime it thunders, I'm awake. But what's going to happen once that front goes by, there's going to be a lot of colder air moving behind it. And yeah, we say it's colder, but it's really going to be almost normal. I know. <laughs> it's going to knock know? our temperatures down to, like, a high of 60. I mean... You know, tomorrow the high is going to be degree, in the mid to upper twenty 80s. degree difference still. Yeah, yeah, but our average high in Branson is like mid sixties. So really, right? <laughs> you know, there's been some talk and scare of you know possible frost or freeze or whatever. Now this now there's two of them. So I'm gonna I'm gonna right. address both of them. In the near term, they said you know if we get clear skies, you know, and then the wind calms down, there might be like a frost potential. If that happens, it will be well to the north of 44. I'm not seeing mm-hmm. it on this particular one, but but uh, there are models and uh, like I've been checking the GFS and the Canadian both, the CMC. And yesterday was very very interesting. And of course, I was not going to point to post anything because it it was way out. But they're talking about the 13th and the 14th, which is next. And that's what everybody's been watching. Yeah, yeah. Well, yesterday both of the models said, yeah, a swath of snow is coming through southeast Kansas, northeast Oklahoma, into southern Missouri. It's not going to last long. And then I thought, okay, well, I'm going to cross reference that with the with the Canadian. So I cross referenced it with the Canadian. And guess what? It was saying the same thing. And I went, Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. Number one, that's when is the 13th? Is that Monday? Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Monday and Tuesday next week. Yeah. So that's, so, and today's only Tuesday. So we're talking a week out. So I'm not going to post anything on that. Well, lo and behold, today I checked the GFS and the Canadian, and both of them have moved. The snow well up north. Now, not out of the area completely, but central Missouri, they said snow and just rain here. And I have a feeling that's the trend that's going to happen, just because... Well, it's still so far away that that'll probably even change, too. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. But people are still hyping it. People are hyping it, you know. So what about the cold air? Are we going to see any cold air? Like down in the, some people, or some of the reports I were reading were down in the 20s. Is that also shifting to the north? Uh, a little bit. A, a little bit. I didn't run a thermal uh, on that one yet. But, you know, probably about Thursday or Friday, then we're going to get a much better idea. Because, you know, four days out, you're going to get the, the NAM 12K in on it. And then you get on Saturday, three days out, then you're going to get the warp. You're going to get all these short-term models coming in. it. So I'm... And well, a lot of people have already have their out, outdoor plants and some of the stuff in their garden already. So they're really going to have to pay attention to that. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, I... I'm just not sold yet. You know, we, I mean, we do need to give people a fair amount of warning, and I will probably talk about that. Uh, I, I mean, I've been so busy and with the studio, I, I need to do another Patreon uh, yeah. video. I do those special Patreon videos, tell everybody what we're looking at. Uh, but I, have, I haven't done one in a while because I'm busy. So I should do one. And I'm, my office is completely torn up. I mean, I'm over in my little desk in the corner now, so don't know how that's, how that's going to work. But... Uh, Oh, and I did read something else, and I think, didn't you see something about this where the the severe weather might be increasing the or something like that? Did you read well, something like that? Well, I read an article, uh, I believe it was the Washington Post, that said that the, uh, the Gulf is abnormally warm for this time of year. Hmm. And that, 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 that kind of is interesting, because that could totally affect severe weather... You know, for us, it could affect hurricane season. That's what I was thinking, hurricane season. Because you know, hurricanes thrive on that warm warm water. But, you know, and I, I've seen something else, too, where they said that the, uh, maybe it was that, that there, that because, oh, shoot, what was that article that I read? Um, oh, about the La Nina and stuff. We, we talked a little bit about that last week. If we go into La Nina, that's going to cause the cooler in the Pacific, but warmer in the Gulf, and maybe that's uh, what that article was kind of piggybacking on. It could be. Uh, but, yeah, so that means in a, in, a, in a strengthening hurricane season. But if the Gulf is, like, unusually warm... Like, it's already three three degrees above average right now. Ooh. And the last time this happened was in 2017, not too long ago. Ooh. But that is when... Uh, that's when... Uh, Harvey struck right through the Gulf of Mexico. Oh, okay. The and that was a category or... that was according category four, and it struck uh, the Gulf Coast at the. It was the end of summer, so I mean, if it's warm now, it could be even warmer by the end of summer. So, oh gosh, yes. Well, all the climate prediction models are saying warmer, warmer than average, warmer than average. But boy, I but don't that know. also affects our weather. It, it could. What they're saying is it could. Uh, Increase our severe weather. Uh, this article that I read does say more tornadoes. Whether that's true or not, I, we'll, we'll just have to see. I mm -hmm. don't remember an increase in, in tornadoes in 2017, but you know. Yeah, I don't either. I, I, you know, I need to go back and look at that. Yeah, I'm not sure, but I mean, but bottom line, we are well above average right now. I mean, even in temperature. And I was just looking. Let me see if I still got it up. Oh, yeah, I still got it up. The uh, uh, Springfield, uh, Southwest Missouri climate report. I mean, we, we posted on our page uh, for Springfield, 
the uh, average high temperature was 60.5 degrees. Now, this is March, not April. And the average mean temperature, which is like the, you know, right in the middle of everything, was 51. And that's almost five degrees warmer than what it's supposed to be, which made Springfield the 17th warmest in 133 years. Interesting. Uh, yeah. And and uh, matter of fact, Joplin, West Plains, and Vichy, Vichy were all warmer. Uh, Joplin was ninth warmest. Uh, West Plains was the third warmest in 72 years. And Vichy was sixth warmest in 72 years. Uh, plus, everybody was well above in uh, precipitation. So Springfield was 4.23 inches above normal. Uh, above. Wow. So their total was 7.85. Well, I believe it. I oh, believe gosh. it. I thought they were going to be more of the wettest. You know, I thought, didn't Ron Hurst say something like it? Well, if we get another half inch, then we're going to be the wettest on record. Yeah, I think it, it was it was up there, though, in, as the wettest March. Yeah, yeah. Uh, top five, I think. Yeah, Joplin and West Plains are the second wettest ever, and uh, Vichy, the ninth wettest ever. So, I mean, so we Which got is some... Rolla, basically. Yeah, Vichy, Rolla. Yeah, we got some... We got some stuff going on. And March 19th, uh, Springfield had a record rainfall of 1.95 inches, uh, which broke a record set back in 1998. Uh, Springfield also uh, had a record high of 82 degrees on March 26th. And we, we had that. Is that when we had the 90, 91.4? Yes. On our it station? was March 26th. <laughs> oh, yeah. March 26th. And that. Uh, Actually tied a record back in 1910. So, you know, bottom line, we're just way above normal when it comes to temperature. Uh, and stuff. Oh, yeah. And everything is blooming and pollinating. So we need to get to the pollen report. <laughs> like that sneeze? I always enjoy that. <laughs> uh, the pollen report. This is from pollen.com for this week. Um, basically, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday are all high readings, uh, 10.9 to 11.8. Friday, uh, medium high, uh, 8.5. And Saturday is medium high, 9.5. And that's because, you know, well, we got a cold front coming through. It's going to kind of knock things down. Uh, predominant pollens this week are elm. Ash and oak. So we have ash in there now. Or did we have ash last week? I do not remember. I don't, I don't yeah, I don't remember. But yeah. All, uh, all I know is it's that time of year. Are you <laughs> sneezing yet? Have you been sneezing? Me? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Not I, me, but I don't. Well, you when don't we sneeze. were getting our groceries the other day, Corey had to cough like he had a tickle in his throat. <laughs> And I'm like threatening with his life. Don't cough. Everybody will freak out. Yeah, that, yeah. So he's like holding it in, hiding behind racks, trying to gently cough. And that's cough. torture, you know? <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, wait, were you wearing masks or what? Other people no. wearing No. Oh. No. It's like the same thing after you have abdominal surgery when they tell you not to cough. You're like, seriously, how do you hold that in? Oh, I know. Well, I know when I had my hernia surgery, like, you know, don't lift, don't cough, just like... Don't cough, don't sneeze. <laughs> there's no there's no way. And if I'm sleeping all the time, then I'm going to get snot and spit and everything. I'm going to end up coughing all the time. <laughs> I mean, you can get some death looks right now at Walmart if you cough. Oh, my God. Well, almost anywhere. I mean, I'm, I'm afraid to go even to the little market down, down the street. Uh, <sighs> it's such an eerie feeling. I told Corey, I said, there's just such a somber feeling in the air like you can just sense the stress that everybody's under just yeah. being there oh yeah yeah and, and i told my mother 
I, I said, you know, if you want to, I said, you don't get groceries. She said, well, I want to go get groceries. Well, I said, you can't. No, she doesn't. Yeah, she's like, no, 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 there's people looking out for you right now. I said, you could, if you, you know, some of these stores that open early for seniors that disinfect everything, you could go then. She goes, well, early doesn't work for me. She's like me. You know, she'll go to bed right. at midnight, 1 o'clock, and then get up like 9, 10 o'clock. <laughs> See, that's what I wish they were open in the middle of the night right now, because like, that's when I would totally go. I would go at 2 in the morning to avoid the crowds. Oh, yeah. People wouldn't Now be there. they've limited their hours, and everybody has to go at the same time. Uh, see, that's the problem. They, oh, <laughs> they pulled it. I'm, we're looking FaceTime. Y'all don't see it, but <laughs> Sharon moved and pulled the... Uh, we're sharing earbuds. Yeah, they're, they're sharing earbuds right now, so they got to stay tethered to each other. <laughs> we're sitting really close. Oh, gosh. Did we cover everything? Let's see. Just in the fir- first half, we're just going to watch this for the slight and uh, just go from there and see what's going to happen tomorrow. But uh, could I, I think everybody's ready for a good storm. I know I am. I, oh. It would be some, you know. Just because everybody's sitting at home, nothing to do, you know, might as well throw a We're storm bored. in there. Why not have a storm? You know. Of course, there's our followers. Some of them really love storms, and some of them really hate storms. I know. <laughs> there is no in-between. You either love them or you hate them. I know. And, and I love them. And uh, someone <laughs> someone commented today, I, I posted the slight risk, and, and she said, well, so I see where that enhanced risk is, is moved, moved over. So it's like, well, we don't have an enhanced risk yet. That's just slight. And so her next comment was like, oh, my bad. She says, can you tell I'm ready for storm season? So it's like, oh, yes, yeah. we are too. We're going. <laughs> Well, he didn't have baseball season, so, you know, Corey's got to have something to look forward to right now. Oh, that's now. right. There's no baseball. There's nothing right now. There's no nothing. Nothing. There's not even anything on TV. Ugh. Yeah. And, you know, if you turn on TV, most of the stuff you don't even want to see. I've right. got like, like, we used to have these really good shows that we would get into, and we would binge watch them together, and we would look forward to the next episode. And right now, there's, like, nothing. Like, we've tried watching different shows, and there's nothing we can get into. Oh. Well, I've got my baking shows and a ton of Golden Girls reruns. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> why not? <laughs> it's better than listening to some of the crap that's on there right now. I'll right. tell you that. Well, today, the, today's weather school is all about flooding. I don't think we're going to have any flooding concerns. But uh, I think uh, we didn't do this last week, did we? I don't think so. If no. we did, you're going to get another flooding weather school. I don't think <laughs> we did. Uh, I, was say, I, I don't remember what the weather school was. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah, flooding. What types of flooding? They're, uh, you know, all how it floods and rain and the, what the watches and products mean and stuff. So let's get to the weather school. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, stormed our weather school. We've just learned that a tornado that struck last night was labeled by the National Weather Service as an EF1. Is that a weak tornado or a violent one?
In 1971, Dr. Theodore Frigida introduced the idea for a scale of tornado winds. With the help of his colleague, Alan Pearson, he created and introduced what came to be called the Fujita Scale in 1973. This is what the F stands for in F1, F2, or F0. The official Fujita Scale category is determined by meteorologists and engineers after a ground or aerial damage survey, or both. And depending on the circumstances, ground swirl patterns, weather radar data, witness testimonies, media reports, and damage imagery, as well as pictures and video, if they're available. A newer scale was publicly revealed by the National Weather Service at a conference of the American Meteorological Society in Atlanta on February 2, 2006. It was developed from the year 2000 to 2004 by the Fujita Scale Enhancement Project of the Wind Science and Engineering Research Center at Texas Tech University, which brought together dozens of expert meteorologists and civil engineers in addition to its own resources. As with the Vegeta scale, the enhanced Vegeta scale remains a damaged scale and only a proxy for actual wind speeds. While the wind speeds associated with the damage listed have not undergone empirical analysis owing to excessive cost, the wind speeds were obtained through a process of expert elicitation based on various engineering studies since the 1970s as well as from field experience of meteorologists and engineers. The scale was used for the first time in the United States a year after its public announcement when parts of central Florida were struck by multiple tornadoes, the strongest of which were rated at an EF3 on the new scale. The new scale takes into account quality of construction and standardizes different kinds of structures. The wind speeds on the original scale were deemed by meteorologists and engineers as being too high, and engineering studies indicated that slower winds than initially estimated caused the respective degree of damage. The old scale lists an F5 tornado as wind speeds of 261 to 318 miles an hour, while the new scale lists an EF5 as a tornado with winds above 200 miles an hour. This is found to be sufficient to cause the damage previously ascribed to the F5 range of wind speeds. None of the tornadoes recorded on or before January 31, 2007 will be recategorized. Since the new system still uses actual tornado damage and similar degrees of damage for each category to estimate the storm's wind speed, the National Weather Service states that the new scale will likely not lead to an increase in number of tornadoes classified as EF5. Additionally, the upper bound of the wind speed range for EF5 is open. In other words, there is no maximum wind speed designation. Now let's delve into the enhanced Fujita scale categories and their definitions. First is the EF0, which has wind speeds of 65 to 85 miles per hour. EF0s are considered to produce minor damage. 
Surfaces may peel off of some roads, some damage to gutters or siding, branches are broken off of trees, shallow rooted trees may be pushed over. Confirmed tornadoes with no reported damage, like those that remain in open fields, are always rated an EF0. Next is the EF1, which has wind speeds of 86 to 110 miles per hour. EF1s are considered to cause moderate damage. Roofs are severely stripped, mobile homes overturned or badly damaged, loss of exterior doors, windows, and other glass is broken. EF0s and EF1 tornadoes are considered weak tornadoes. Next is the EF2, which has wind speeds of 111 to 135 miles per hour. EF2s are considered to cause considerable damage. Roofs are torn off well-constructed houses, foundations of frame homes shifted, mobile homes completely destroyed, large trees snapped or uprooted, light object missiles generated, and cars can be lifted off the ground. Next is the EF3, which has winds of 136 to 165 miles per hour. These EF3s are considered to produce severe damage. Entire stories of well-constructed houses can be destroyed, severe damage to large buildings such as shopping malls, trains overturned, trees debarked, heavy cars lifted off the ground and thrown, structures with weak foundations are badly damaged. EF2 and EF3 tornadoes are considered significant tornadoes. Next on the scale is the EF4, which has winds of 166 to 200 miles per hour. These are considered to cause devastating damage. Well-constructed and whole-frame houses completely leveled, cars and other large objects are thrown and small missiles generated. And finally, the EF-5, which has wind speeds well over 200 miles per hour. This is considered to cause incredible damage. Strong-framed, well-built houses leveled off foundations are swept away. Steel-reinforced concrete structures are critically damaged. Tall buildings collapse or have severe structural deformations. Some cars, trucks, and train cars can be thrown approximately one mile. EF4 and EF5 tornadoes are considered violent tornadoes. We hope this helps you understand the Fujita scale and how the National Weather Service rates tornadoes. Whenever wind events occur, the National Weather Service sends out a crew to investigate. But not all wind events are tornadoes. Sometimes powerful straight-line winds can cause people to think there was a tornado, but it wasn't. It's up to the crew to determine if there actually was a touchdown and how strong it was by using the Fujita scale. 
If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com. And in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. And there's everything you need to know or even want to know or even don't want to know about flooding. <laughs> so we got bunches of in other news to talk about this time. Um, what, you got anything interesting over there? Well, I'm reading it. I've been reading about that tropical cyclone. Isn't that something that it pretty much struck that island just head on? Yeah. Uh, let me oh, see. Oh, Vanuatu. I Vanu- have How do you pronounce that? Vanuatu? No. Vanuatu. Yeah, Vanuatu. I actually looked at it. Va- Vanuatu. And they had the We know some people that... You, we have friends that are missionaries there. Yeah, like, they, they, they live, live there. there oh, my gosh. Really? Now they're, they, they, well, they're, they, used to, they used to live in Branson, but now... They, I think, live in Aurora. They're home currently, I think. Yeah, they're oh. not there, but but their friends are there. But yeah, they've lived there. They've actually lived there and helped build churches there. And isn't that something? I've never a heard water of that. Source. Now, this is not the first hurricane that has struck that island in the past five years. This is like the second or third major hurricane that struck this island. Oh my! In gosh. the past five years, I haven't even heard about it. Uh, re- how big is the island? I don't even know. It Not can't be very dairy. big. Because well, they still like live in huts and stuff while they're there, and like they were actually there putting in a water source because they didn't have uh, water in their village. They still had to walk really far to get water. So, but I saw them post on Facebook the other day where it was headed right for them. Plus, they're dealing with you know all this COVID nineteen stuff. So, can you imagine being devastated by a Category Five hurricane during COVID nineteen? We can't even send help. You, uh, yeah. you already don't have the you know the hospitals and the ventilators, everything like like we're used to over here. So I I can't even imagine. And, and Guam is out there somewhere. I don't think it's close to there, but it's I know Guam is out in the middle of the Pacific. Uh huh. Uh, and then for those of you who don't know, uh, like me, I didn't know, uh, I read a little bit about it on Wikipedia. It says Van- Vanu- Vanu- Vanuatu is a volcanic island in the southern Pacific about 1,090 miles east of northern Australia. So it's just a little bitty. Yeah, you, you should Google it or Wikipedia. From the way that. I've heard them talk, it's a tiny little place. Yeah, a volcanic island. I mean, well, Hawaii is a volcanic island, so... Right. Wow, I I do need to need to look at that some more. Um, South Pacific Ocean, made up of roughly eighty islands, that stretch thirteen hundred kilometers. That's the Vanuatu Islands. Mm-hmm. Oh, I had no idea. How weird! How so cool! So all eighty islands together are only thirteen hundred kilometers. Probably. Uh, I don't know. It's what they had circled in Wikipedia. It says a volcanic island, uh, 1,090 miles east of, of northern Australia. Wow. wonder what language they speak. Probably Australian, which is kind of English. I don't think so. Oh, really? I wonder, I wonder if they, they don't speak look, Spanish. They, they don't look Australian. Oh, or, okay. The Vanuatu winds. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can't remember. Sure I I've seen video of them posting it. It's not... Definitely not English. Yeah, yeah. Talk to your friends who are missionaries. I'm, I'm yeah. very curious about this. I mean, I mean, there's so many places on Earth that that are undiscovered. I mean, of course, this is discovered. Oh, they I have s- three: Bislama, French, and English. Oh, I don't know what Bislama is. B i s l a m a. 
Is that like their own little language? It could be. It's the language of Vanatu. Yeah. Wow. See, you heard it here first on Stormdar Weather Podcast. You know. <laughs> but other than that, the what I saw was this incredible slow-moving storm that's dumping tons of stuff on Southern California. Is this normal? I s- <laughs> well, no. <laughs> I didn't think so. I mean, they, they don't, don't get a lot of rain in Southern California. Oh, they don't. That's right. It's um, desert. Well, and and they said the article I saw it was going to dump one to two feet of snow to the mountain peaks and flooding rains, and I saw up to five inches across California, you know, California, including Los Angeles. And then today, I was trying to find some updated stuff, and today I found a downtown Los Angeles set a record, one point one inches exceeding a mark set on the same day in 1958. Now that doesn't seem a lot for us, but it's a lot for them, and what it does. You know, in that area of California, you get a lot of mudslides when that happens. Yeah, they're not used to that. No. At, at all. Yeah, and, and part of it has been their um, uh, all those wildfires. So if they get any rain, flooding rain at all, they're, they're in a world of hurt. Poor, poor people. But eventually that thing is going to be kind of moving on right. and but yeah, I, I looked and I googled and I looked at all sorts of stuff and there was one article that was two hours, you know, issued two hours ago. All the other ones were like one to two days ago. It's like, no, I want current. <laughs> I want current stuff. Tell me, tell me current stuff here. <laughs> you got anything over there? Well, this is the 60th anniversary of the world's very first weather satellite. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, goes. It one. was nothing compared to what we have today. It actually had two TV cameras, so they were actually shooting the Earth with a TV camera, and that was their way of seeing where everything what was happening, which, in 1957, they were in no way high resolution or anything like that. No. Now, I've seen, I've, seen, I've seen a hurricane image from this satellite before, and you can tell it is a hurricane, but you can't really tell where it is or how big it is. Wow. But, uh... It had uh, two television cameras. It had it, it, it weighed. It only weighed two hundred and seventy pounds. Oh, that's not much for a satellite. It had two TV cameras and two video recorders, which, which were probably most of that two hundred and seventy pounds because that was way before the VCR. You know, home <laughs> home video recorder was introduced. Right. But it gave weather forecasters their first ever view of cloud formations around the globe. Oh, Tiros nice. one, T I R O S one. Tiros one, sixty it was years four, ago. Yeah, four hundred and fifty miles above the Earth. Oh, okay. That's that's not very far. No, not for a satellite. Yeah, a, satellites are supposed to be like twenty-two thousand or something, aren't they? I mean, they're way up there. Some of them. That's where the geostationary area is. Where goes? Yeah. Yeah. You don't need to bring that that uh, back, the satellite thing. I'm going to write that down. I'll bring that back next week. It only operated for 78 days. I have no idea how much that thing would have cost back in you know, 1960, but I, it was probably a pretty penny. Oh, yeah. Well, and, I'll, you know, the pigeons that would have to fly it up there, you know, and hold it in <laughs> place. While it, <laughs> well, I mean, oh. They just hooked it to a hot air balloon and set it free. There you go. <laughs> Calibrate it. 60, well, happy 60th anniversary. Tyro, T-I-R-O-S, Tyros, Tyros, one. See, I didn't know about that. 
That's why I like it. Only op- it only operated for 78 days. And then what happened? So then what? Did it break or did it they took, get a new one? It, it sent back 19,389 usable pictures. Wow. Okay. Well, I know what I'm doing after the podcast. I'm going looking at that. I'm writing that down right now. Just so you know, the yeah. main language, the Bislamic or Bislama. Oh, uh-huh. It's a pidgin English. It's a mixture of French and English. Oh, really? In pigeon, we're not we're not talking p i d g e o n. I think it's p i g i n. No, it's like p p i d g i n. Uh, yeah, because in sign language that happens. It's called pigeon uh, sign. Where because the, the, you get a mixture of yeah, because because a, a a a completely deaf person can't speak fluent English, and if uh, you know a hearing person can't speak fluent ASL, so you get that mix, and it's called pigeon sign or p s e. So yeah. I didn't know that was So after that 74, oh, I'm yes. going to go back to the satellite real oh, fast. Okay. All right. This is an interesting tidbit right here. Okay. Uh, it only lasted, you know, it, it went up in 74, and it kind of whet everybody's appetite of what was actually possible, you know, with a weather satellite. And just a year later, in 1975, they launched the uh, Geostationary Operational Environmental Satellite. Oh. Also known as GOES One oh. in 1975, which was a, a year later. That's the one I was waiting on. So there was there was satellites before GOES, right? Gotcha. I wonder if that's in my satellite weather school. If not, I'm going to listen to it. If not, I'm going to have to add that because that's that's now, since, great since, information. Since GOES was a geostationary model, I'm sure it went much much higher than that other one did. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Probably up to that 23,000. Yeah, I know. The... I know it's like way up there. Yeah, I have to <clears throat> figure that one out. Oh, boy, we're just full of it today, aren't we? <laughs> we are always full of it. <laughs> yes. I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. So, is that uh, does that complete our in other news segment? I do believe it does. Well, we need to get on to the next segment, which is Shara's favorite, which is. It's the weather word of the week. The Stormdar weather weather word of the week. And Shara gets this one. I give her an easy one this week. And it uh, pertains to flooding and stuff I've known for quite a while. But uh, I'm surprised at people who don't. So, Shara, what is our Stormdar weather weather word of the week? Taintergate. A taintergate is a type of radial arm floodgate used in dams and canal locks to control water flow. It is named for Wisconsin structural engineer Jeremiah Burnham Tainter. Yes, he's the one that invented that. And it's a very interesting phenomenon. I mean, everybody's heard of, okay, are they, you know, uh, raising the gates at, at Table Rock Dam? You know, well, yeah, but they do it in a certain way in these gates are very specifically designed and they can they can put them up like one foot half a foot you know on on severe occasions they can put them up you know two three but you don't want to do that you're going to flood <laughs> flood everything right. down there but yeah tainter t-a-i-n-t-e-r tainter gates which i thought was really really cool i like i like tainter gates so next time you you can wow your friends you go and they say they're raising the gates you go i know what those are those are tainter gates you know, I'll be honest with you. Dams, I've always been fascinated with dams. Uh-huh. 
they always fascinate me. So usually when the gates are open, I'm usually the first one out there taking pictures because I find them fascinating. I, I like that type of, I don't know why. And I also like bridges, old bridges, especially. I'm a damn bridge guy. I'm not a fan of bridges. I like looking at them. I don't like driving over them. Yeah. Bridges kind of freak me out sometimes. <clears throat> I mean, if I, if, Excuse me, if I've got... The a, older, the better for me. Really? Yeah, mm. newer, the better for me. I like me. the ones that swing when like, you go... Like, I literally, when I only had two children, I used to have a plan in my head of if the the bridge were to fall, how I would get the kids out of the car quick enough. And, you know, mm. once we got up to three kids and four kids, and I started having anxiety attacks because there was no way I could save them all. Gosh. Luckily, I have not driven off a bridge yet. Getting your 40-some years one, of being on the earth, you have not done collapses? I mean, what if the bridge just gives out? Well, see, I'm not a water person. You know, I, we have, we've talked about this before. I mean, I, I love rain. I like water if I can see my feet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love rain. I want to be out there, see it, and do that. But I don't want to go swimming. Going swimming in a lake where I can't see below me just freaks me out. I just can't Amen. do it. If I can see my feet, I'm good. <laughs> you guys are missing out. No. <laughs> I, I will so. swim in a lake if I put on a life jacket and I float on the top. Well, it's I a good thing Ozark's feet. lakes are so clear. Table Rock usually, is very clear. Unless it's been flooding. That, that, that's true. That's true. But there's critters in there that can nip at you. That's just why we keep our feet above the water. <laughs> I do. No. Pools are okay. I mean, I might get in, but I'm more of one in getting out and like laying out next to the pool and like letting everybody else join. Yeah, that's more my thing too. Yeah, and I think I think they said that that chlorine uh, will neutralize uh, the COVID. So if you're swimming in a chlorinated pool, everybody just needs to go swimming. Yes, that's it. It's getting warmer. Open, Open the up pools. the pool. <laughs> jump in. Well, that's what chlorine's for. That's what they put the stuff in there for. But I've heard so many different things with COVID nineteen that. Some people just some of them are pretty ridiculous. Oh. Some people think they're experts on the, on the subject and they're not, but they like to post on Facebook. On internet. So oh, yeah. you got to really be careful with 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 uh, what you read and what you believe on Facebook these days. That's true. That's why I always go to the reputable sources: CDC.gov, World Health Organization, people that are tracking and know what they you know. Mayo Clinic's Absolutely. a great one. I mean, I love going to Mayo oh, yeah. Clinic. But, you know, ever since those, the, my doctor podcasts I listened to and said that the, you know, the membrane of the coronavirus is very fragile and just simple soap will bust it. I mean, you just wash your hands with soap and don't touch your face. It's just, it's simple, kids. And now that we're home and not doing anything except building podcast studios and you're probably going crazy. Didn't you start cooking? Didn't you post something, Cher? Okay, I didn't cook? start cooking. Well, not start, but I mean... I've been cooking for years. Well, I know, but... <laughs> I don't usually cook. When I went back to work, the deal was that Corey would do the cooking because he likes to cook and yeah. I don't. And he got home before I did. So it made sense for him to start dinner. And it was kind of an agreement of, hey, you're pretty good at this. Why don't you do the cooking? I'll clean up because I hate to cook. Oh, there you go. And so, I mean, yeah, for the first 16 years of our marriage, I was the main cook. But then when he took over, he's good at it and he likes it. So I let him do it and I do all the cleaning and stuff. I didn't want to starve. 
<laughs> so, so I had to take over when she started going, you know, being. But a nurse. I think the children forgot that I actually do know how to cook, and so when I make something, they're all like, even Corey's like, "This is really good, honey." She hey, cooked up this some great good. fried shrimp the other day. It was very good. Ooh, that sounds that good. Awesome. And oh I'm like, gosh. okay, people, I know how to cook. I just don't like to. Well, yeah, yeah. that's the thing Karen and I did too. I mean, she would cook, I would clean up. That's just the, the way to do it. No. Now I make casseroles and I'm on these big soup things, and so I just don't do anything. But you know what sounds good? Bacon sounds yeah. good. <laughs> I think I think I'll cook some bacon tomorrow. You know why not? Hey, that sounds good. We had bacon in our green beans last night. Yeah, that's good we, too. We cooked some great green beans. We had made we had made homemade green beans in the crock pot. Oh yeah. Well, I just got I got tons of hamburger, so <laughs> I don't know if I can do hamburger in the crock pot. Well, I guess I could. Yeah. <laughs> how good it would be but i don't know the, but there you go again another impetus another reason for us for me to start our storm door weather co- that's probably what we needed to do now that everybody's on quarantine storm door weather cookbook yeah storm door weather <laughs> cooking page a video series yeah we could start posting on there why not i don't know yeah everybody can probably tell you know we're we get kind of kind of bored with nothing nothing really to do so we'll see you're you're moving. I hear it's her. That's her. Okay. <laughs> Not me. Sit still very well. Well, I think I think we probably exhausted everything we know this week. Uh, so wrapping up, basically, Storm Prediction Center. Let's just watch them tomorrow and see, you know, see if they if they keep moving it west. Uh, you know, I guess the new model data is coming in. That's kind of starting the development a little further to the west. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, we'll have to see what they say at 8 a.m. tomorrow. Yeah, but I'll find out about 9.30. We look like we're watching you through blinds right now. We're losing you. Yeah, you're kind of cutting out on our... You have blinds over oh, your yeah. face. On our ears. They oh, can't ears. see that. At, they can't hear that at home, but... No. <laughs> no, and you're going to send me... So, so we're going to see how this how this whole thing works. But anyway, well, I think it's about time to wrap this up. You got anything else, Shara? I'm good. Good. How about you, Corey? You done? Uh... We're going to get through this, and uh, hopefully we'll be back to normal before we know it. Soon. Yes. So everybody stay in. Let's flatten this curve and go from there. All right. Well, let's wrap this thing up then. So be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather. Like our page and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have them show up in your news feed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Also, check out our website and our merch store at stormdarweather.com. Well, that does it for this time, so join us next week for the next edition of Stormdar Weather Podcast. I can't feel my feet. <laughs>